Welcome to the Glenn Beck Program. It's Friday, and common sense is coming your way in just a second. First, let me tell you about Rough Greens. It's official, apparently. I'm getting yet another dog. My wife said, this is a true story. My wife said, Monday, I can't get another dog because Uno's getting old, and, um, and these are canines. They're protection for the family, and we just love them, and it's heartbreaking every time we lose one. And she said, I, I just can't do another dog. And she said, and they're so big and so hairy. I'm tired of vacuuming hair uh, every. And I said, I'm part of that problem. But anyway, um, uh, she said that to me on Monday. And I said, OK, honey, whatever you want to do. On Tuesday, she was on the phone ordering the dog. And that's impressive. Yeah. On Wednesday, I told my daughter, hey, do you remember Monday's conversation with mom? said we're not getting a dog. We're getting a dog. And on Wednesday, she said to me, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't put a down payment. I didn't buy the dog. And I said, okay, but you're going to, I don't know. Yesterday I come home and she had paid for the dog. So I live in a topsy turvy world. You think your world's insane. I got this, you know, all the stuff you're dealing with and the dog conversation, which is as crazy as having a conversation with Chuck Schumer at this point. Anyway, Rough Greens. We feed Uno Rough Greens, and as he's gotten older, we have seen a huge difference when we started feeding him uh, Rough Greens. Now, it's not a dog food. It's stuff you put on the dog food. has everything they need, including probiotics uh, that'll keep them healthy. It's roughgreens.com slash back. Get your first bag free. Uh, at roughgreens.com slash back. Call 833-GLEN33 now. All right. I've been waiting to talk to you, Sheriff. I have been waiting a while. Sheriff uh, Bob Johnson is uh, is on with us now from Santa Rosa County, Florida. Sheriff, how are you, hey, sir? I'm doing good. How are you? <laughs> I'm very good. I have to tell you, uh, I don't know what the average person thinks, you know, especially in 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 blue states. But when I hear, quote, if someone's breaking into your house, you're more than welcome to shoot them in our county. We prefer you do, actually. Or uh, we're hoping this will be the third strike and he'll go to prison and not get out because we're tired of dealing with him trying to, you know, to be honest with you. If somebody breaks into your house, you can shoot and kill them. The chances of them reoffending then are zero. And we like those odds. Holy cow, Sheriff. Nobody, a lot of people think that. Nobody says that. Well, and I can tell you what they say in blue states, because I've gotten about 300 death threats since then. 
And which is kind of amazing, all these people who hate violence and don't want criminals to be shot, but yet they want to come here and kill me. That's kind of an oxymoron, don't you think? Wow, you've gotten a lot of death threats? Yeah, but it's all from states where you can't buy a gun anyway, so I really don't care. (laughs) Um, It is what it is. Have you always been this way, or has our society pushed you farther in this direction? No, I got elected in 2016, and, and, you know, my citizens will tell you, my press conferences can be pretty entertaining sometimes. Yeah, I bet. And, uh, because I speak, I speak my mind, and, you know, like you said earlier, it's common sense. Somebody's breaking in your house. They're not bringing you cookies or going to give you a hug. They're coming in there to break more laws, i.e. murder, rape, or whatever. And, you know, in Santa Rosa County, a lot of our citizens have guns, and, and I promote the use of them. If somebody breaks in their house, like I said in the press conference, shoot them. Yeah, we'll come in there, do the paperwork, and get it over with. It's not as though um, you know. I mean, I, I if somebody breaks into my house, as far as I'm concerned, you know, uh, you're on my territory. You start to threaten my yep. children. You, I don't know what you're doing in the house. I warn you, and if you keep coming towards us, I will find you and I will shoot you uh, because yep. I don't know what your intent is. I have absolutely yep. no problem with that. However. I'm not for shooting people. There's a real difference here, and people sure. don't understand that. Yeah, there's a big difference. I'm not advocating people go out on the sidewalk and find people they don't like and shoot them. I mean, obviously, that's against the law. But when you're in your home and somebody kicks your door in and then comes in your home, um, yeah, you shoot them. I tell you what, they do that in my house. They're going to end up a long, dark tunnel with a light at the end of it with Elvis and Grandma because I'm going to shoot them multiple times. Uh, so... Have you found the person as the citizen that shot this criminal and wounded him? Uh, no, no, they missed. They missed. Oh, they, they missed. missed. Yeah, yeah. That's why I said that uh, press conference, you know, come take our class. You will make you more accurate. Next time you'll hit him. So how did you know that someone shot but didn't know who it was? Did the criminal say? Yeah, no, no. What happened was we had about 20 deputies out there and they were on a perimeter. And they were closing the perimeter in as we got reports of where he was at. And then one of the officers on the perimeter said shots fired, multiple shots fired. Um, And none of our deputies shot. So obviously it was a homeowner. And shortly after the the, uh, gunshots, we saw him going over a privacy fence into the next yard where he kicked in another door. And that's where we cornered him in a bedroom. And then he jumped out the window and they caught him in the backyard. And so this uh, community member who had the burglar in his house and shot and missed didn't want to identify himself. And you think it was for fear of he thought he was going to get in trouble? Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's I'm assuming that. Yeah. Because they didn't come forward. I'll tell you right now, obviously, you know, as I said in the press conference, you know, you're not in any trouble. I mean, you're more than welcome to protect yourself and your family in your own home. That's just common sense. So that's got to be wildly different because I, I know when I lived in Connecticut uh, and I went through gun safety uh, classes, you know, you call 911 uh, and you put the phone down and you make sure you're announcing you're afraid for your life, yada, yada, because you'll be in court for a year if you shoot, right. if you shoot somebody. Um, right. not, not that way in your county? No, not that way in my state. You know, we have a great governor who supports law enforcement. And, um, you know, we as long as you're legally allowed to possess a gun, you know, and you're in your own home, you don't have a duty to retreat. Somebody kicks in your door, um, you know, and they're coming at you. You can shoot and kill them and you are perfectly within your rights to do so by Florida law. 
I have to tell you this because I, I talk to sheriffs here in, in Texas and we have most of them are just like you. I mean, the big cities now, they're just they're becoming crazy, um, but right. uh, they're just like you. And this this spirit used to exist everywhere in America. And it's yeah, it's remarkable to me that you stand out in a country full of sheriffs, which are you are our last defense when it comes to our rights. Yeah, yeah, definitely. You know, constitutional officers, you know, our fundamental responsibility is a protection of our citizens. Everything else is second. So and when you have somebody kicking your door and we have a great response time here in Santa Rosa County, we really do. It, for a hot call, what we call a hot call, some burglary in progress or whatever, it's three to five minutes. And that's pretty quick if you look at the national average. Oh, yeah. But what can happen in three to five minutes? A lot. A lot. A lot. Yes, a lot. That's why we have our homeowners. We, we tell them, please arm yourselves. Come take our safety class. Make sure you're safe with the weapon and know how to store it. Keep it away from kids. But when you need it, you can access it and take care of business. It is, um, it's remarkable to me. Most people don't know. The term first responder began in the uh, in the uh, sorry Carter years under the Carter administration, um, and it was intentionally put there to make sure that people didn't feel like they were the first responder. But right. that but we are. We call oh, you yeah. for backup. <laughs> you know what I mean? Not to Correct. cower in our house. Right. Right. And like I said, three to five minutes, you say great response time. But in three to five minutes, if you come in a home and you have a weapon, I mean, you can kill five, six, seven people in that time frame before we get there. Well, only if you have a weapon of war that has more than one shot. And I'm just saying, <laughs> yeah, uh, it's amazing, too. That's another thing on gun control. So they think that's the only law criminals will abide by. if We say you can't have guns. No, they'll abide by that one. Yeah, no, it, it, you know, it makes me nervous that what we're doing with ammunition, um, yeah. the uh, the Biden administration, uh, not separate and apart from the the uh, uh, boycott that we have on Russia with oil. This is separate and apart. This started before it. We've banned all Russian um, uh, ammunition in America, which is the number one kind of ammunition for, you know, going out and at a shooting range. Uh, and 40% of all of our ammunition comes from Russia. He's banned it for separate reasons, uh, and that scares me because if you do have a gun, you should be practicing. You should be shooting it. You don't want to pick it up and not feel comfortable with it in your hand. Well, Glenn, you better calm down now. You're making sense. You don't want a <laughs> Democrat calling you with death threats, so... It's incredible. But, uh, yeah, no, I agree 100%. You know, you, you need to practice with them, and that's why we put on this class. It was every other Saturday. Now we're doing it. We've had such a demand. We're doing it every Saturday now um, for our citizens. It's free of charge, and we're going to try to get as many of them spun up on how to handle a weapon as we can so they can protect themselves, and we're proud of that fact. In Sa Santa Rosa County, what, what cities are in your county that we might know? Um, Gulf Breeze, Navarre, Milton. Um, we're right in between Pensacola and Destin on the Gulf Coast. Okay. Yeah, you're in the same part of, of Florida. You're, yeah, we call it God's country. Yeah, it's beautiful. It's beautiful. Yeah. Um, all right. Thank you so much. I really appreciate it, Sheriff. Keep up the good work. Thank you for having me. You Take bet. care. Bye-bye. Uh, that is uh, Sheriff Bob Johnson uh, from uh, Florida. 
please find out who your sheriff is. You know, when you go to vote and it just says sheriff for my whole life, I was like, I, I don't know. It matters. These are the guys. They are constitutionally elected. They don't report to anyone but the voters, according to the Constitution. And so when there is a real problem, it will be the sheriff that will that will rule over your county that will either keep you free and safe or not. I have a sheriff in my county and I've said to him, what happens if they ban guns? They come for guns. You know, I don't think that's going to happen. But then again, I didn't think Roe versus Wade would ever be even argued, uh, let alone uh, repealed. And he said, well, that's when I deputize every single citizen in the county and you better have a gun. Uh, That's the kind of sheriff that you need. One that knows the Constitution and knows their role as a sheriff. Back in just a minute, I want to tell you about a little girl named Pippa, Pippa the painter. Pippa's uh, mother liked her paintings. She started sharing them on social media, and people starting, uh, started to say she should sell them. So Pippa and her mom began looking into that. Turns out there's a market for putting paintings onto shirts, mugs, canvas, frame prints, baby clothes, and other items. Pippa, I wish your mother would have called me long ago. Anyway, uh... This is something that Pippa and her mom now do. Great idea. Started selling all these paintings from Pippa. She's now a little business owner. This is the kind of story that you can share with your kids that will help inspire them and lead the way. Open up their thinking on what can I do to become an entrepreneur and to be successful at what interests me. You'll find these stories and other inspiring stories in the pages of the Tuttle Times. It's a magazine dedicated to teaching your kids about entrepreneurship and other freedom-related things. You can get access to the magazine right now at a reduced price of $49 for the entire year. You need constant input, a positive input, and, uh, and free market input, and common sense input for your kids because it's being washed away with the tide of our culture. TuttleTwinsBeck.com. Get this magazine now for your kids or grandkids. TuttleTwinsBeck.com. 10 seconds, station ID. So I did a, a podcast with uh, Douglas Murray, who I think is genius. And I can't. Well, I can't say for sure how genius he is because he he's from England, so he has an English accent, and mm, you know, you, off. you could say anything in an English accent, you'd be like, he knows what he's talking. Yeah, the about. dumbest person with an English ang- accent sounds smart. Yeah. The nicest person with a German accent sounds mean. <laughs> exactly right. Mm-hmm. Exactly right. Jesus could have been a German. There's a reason why God said, "No, I should not be born there," because <laughs> it'll go awry. <laughs> Uh, anyway, he's got a new book out, uh, the war on the West, how to prevail in the age of unreason. And, um, he's generally optimistic as a guy. He is getting very, very concerned because the rest of the West is looking at us like imbeciles. And he says, there's a very important and easy way to win. Let me give you a bit of the podcast available now for blaze TV subscribers. It'll be available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcast 
tomorrow. Just look for the Glenn Beck podcast. Here's a bit with Douglas Murray. I have a chapter in the book on what I say is, you know, one of the answers, one of the deep answers to this. We have fallen into an era based in resentment, based Mm -hmm. in resentment. The deepest thing of the time, the left injected it. I think parts of the right have now got it as well. But it is a world. Explain that. Explain that because I think I agree with you. Because you can have a worldview based entirely on what you haven't got what other people have got at your expense. Mm-hmm. And by the way, this, this crosses all races, all cultures, oh, yeah. all classes, all socioeconomic structures. We all know people who don't have very much at all in terms of money, who are the most grateful and kind and, and you know, charitable people you could come across. And I'm sure we've all met people as well who seem very wealthy, who are just run through with bitterness and and, and resentment mm-hmm. things that they things that people did to them mm-hmm. things that you know they should have got and they didn't mm-hmm. so this is nothing to do with 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 class it's a human instinct resentment and the problem with resentment once it brews is that there is no end to it because you go searching for it you know nietzsche says at one point there is a type of person who tears at wounds long since healed and then cries about the pain that they suffer. Mm-hmm. Recognize the type? Yeah. Recognize the type all over America today. I've been having this row uh, in the last few days since, uh, since the war in the West came out about the reparations thing. A number of people who've, who've been coming at me on social media, of course, I don't, I don't say coming, I don't care. I mean, it's, it's, um, it's, it's interesting to me. It doesn't bother me. But uh, people saying, you know, uh, we're coming for our checks. We're coming for the money because of what happened to us. I said, who is us? Who is us? Um, you, you, you talk about people you never knew and you demand money on their behalf, I want my stuff. I want my stuff is the cry of resentful period, resentful people across history. I'm owed stuff. Now, the thing is, is that, and again, this is what Nietzsche says, is that these people have to have one answer that you can say back at them, which nobody wants to hear. The answer you can say back at them is, is, there is a person who's kept you back. There is a person who's destroyed your life. You. You. You are the one. The that, problem is that, that nobody wants to hear that. That used to be the thing that brought people here. You yes. know, the, the rest of the world, you were kept down by right. guilds and everything else. And you could come here and there wasn't streets paved with gold. But if you had a dream, you mm. could at least yes. pursue it. And this is, this is also why the American hero is being pulled down matters so much. It's not just about the past. It's about who we emulate. We talked, uh, we talked about a lot of stuff. You don't want to miss this podcast. It comes out tomorrow on YouTube and wherever you get your podcast, the Glenn Beck Podcast with uh, Douglas Murray. He has um, uh, written a, a new book, The War on the West, How to Prevail in the Age of Unreason. And he says... If we just make it very clear, no, enough is enough. No. See that person over there might be wearing a girl's swimsuit. That's a dude. And he can call himself a girl and, you know, whatever, but he's a dude. Um, men can't have babies. Sorry. Um, uh, the, the standing, the, the right to stand up for the Constitution and to question our government, that's well known. And 
everybody has always lived under that. That doesn't make me radical. That makes you radical because I haven't changed. You have changed. When we stand up and say, no, you should not be teaching my two year old. You shouldn't even be talking about sex with my, you know, second grader or my 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 kid in in pre-K. No. Until we start to stand up, this will continue. He said, long term, there's no way we can't win if we stand up. And the longer we wait, just to speak common sense, the longer we sit in our office and they're having a meeting to get you to confess your whiteness and you don't stand up and say, no, I'm not going to do that. I love all races. I'm not a racist. I, I, I really want everybody to succeed. But you are not going to paint one race, no matter what race it is, as a racist and someone that can never get over it because of their race. Nope, not going to do it. The difficulty of that, of course, is standing up and having to do that. And the market, if you will, has come up with an interesting workaround, which is basically leak it to Chris Rufo. And I will say, it's worked pretty freaking well. It it's worked pretty well. We it don't has. know who those people are who leaked it. Correct. But we now know, and we've an entire movement has, has popped up to stop this stuff because people were brave enough to take that step have without you, killing themselves. Have you noticed the lack of all of the big businesses supporting Roe versus Wade? Yeah, there hasn't been a big... Why? Mm. Because we stood up against Disney. Mm. The Glenn Beck Program. The Fed is not your friend. They are not your friend. They are printing money. They are giving it to the big banks. They're spreading it all over the world. They are the cause of inflation. Uh, and don't listen to them to be able to solve it. They can't solve it. They created it. Gold is the way to solve this. And that's why China and everybody else in big countries, except for us, are just pouring gold back into their treasuries. Uh, we're not doing that. Uh, you should do that. That is the safe haven when a dollar or currency starts to go awry, the world returns to gold. I want you to call Goldline today and ask them uh, about how and why I buy gold, because uh, I buy all my gold from uh, Goldline, and, and how that applies to you. I want you to do your own homework. Make sure you ask them about the Mint State 62 uh, $5 gold Indian head coins. They're very important, very rare. You can get free half-ounce platinum coins and, and a free uh, two-ounce silver maple flex bar with the purchase of two boxes of the Indians. Call them today, 866-GOLDLINE, 866-GOLDLINE. BlazeTV.com slash Glenn is the place to go to subscribe to Blaze TV. Join the movement. So, I want to make this very clear. I'm not against mothers. However, Mother's Day, Father's Day, starting to piss me off. Really starting to piss me off. Um, as you get older, you have kids and then grandkids. And you are seemingly every month of the year celebrating something. Birthday, graduation, Hey, congratulations, you made it to the next year. Whatever it is, you're doing something 
every month and sometimes a couple of times a month. And then you get the government sanctioned Mother's Day, Father's Day, the I don't know, guilt of not doing something on Valentine's Day. I'm done. I'm done. And I thought the person to talk to is an anarchist because this would make me either switch you know, to become an anarchist or a Jehovah Witness, it could do that. Okay. I'm just so, t- I want to celebrate more holidays like Thanksgiving, where you don't have to buy anybody a present or a card. <laughs> is that so wrong? Michael Malice is with us now, uh, the author of uh, the Anarchist Handbook and host of Your Welcome. Do you have a chapter on this in your handbook? Yeah, I, I, I feel very sad that you feel pressured to call or give a card to mom. I mean, of all the people that you're going to be sitting here wagging your fist at Mother's Day? <laughs> well, no, I mean, no, 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 no. It's not Mother's Day. That's why I said don't hate Mother's Day. And it's not Mother's Day. First of all, Mother's Day was started by Woodrow Wilson. OK, so let's get that out there. Is this, I like, think, this, SNL, this is like an SNL Glenn Beck sketch. No, I, it's I not. I'm serious. Here's what I want. saying, I hate Mother's Day because Woodrow Wilson invented it. Well, yeah, yeah I do. That I mean, that is an underlying uh, philosophy of mine. But uh, the, the thing is, I say to my kids all the time, all the time, hey, you know what? Your mo- you know, it could be really good uh, to do for your mom today. Just be nice to her. Just I don't know. Take out the garbage. You know what I mean? Why once a year am I saying it's Mother's Day? What'd you get your mom? What are you doing for your mom? I'm saying that every day to them. And and my wife is saying that to them about me on Father's Day. My mother was right. Every day is mother every day is Mother's Day. And and the reason why you don't have one is because we flipped the script and every day now is kids' day. Yeah. If it's my birthday and for my present people take out my garbage, <laughs> uh, I, I'm not going to be sitting pretty. And there's oh. a lot of people out there, young people who are listening to this show, who would need an excuse to call their mom or do something nice for her. People take their moms for granted. So I'll be happy to say I love my mom. So I think she's I just, terrific. I just, and I think it's wonderful to have a day to celebrate that. I think it is too. But Apparently I not. just want to make sure that everybody in the audience knows that the anarchist is for the state-created, sanctioned Mother's Day, Father's Day, and the guy who's not an anarchist is like, we shouldn't have the government telling us what to do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Glenn, yeah. if your argument against anarchism is that it causes people to celebrate their moms, you got me. Uh, I see this <laughs> argument freely. Yeah, it's not that, you know, the biggest argument is anarchism. What if people kill each other in the street? What if there's a foreign invader? No, the problem is Mother's once Day, a year, people buy their mom a present, take Wood, her out to dinner, Woodrow and Wilson. tell people on social media why they love her and why she's great. Woodrow, this is real. This is I'm really, just telling really you. Great. It's evil. It started with Woodrow Wilson. And then the dad, uh, I don't even know what dad association was like. Hey, we feel left out. We want one day, too. We got to stop. Why is your dad Kermit? What is going on on this show today? What is happening? All right. All right. Just go ahead and blather on about anarchy and why you actually love what SCOTUS did. 
Go ahead. Well, I, I, but I don't think this has to do particularly with, with anarchy any more than like the opinion on Roe v. Wade has to do with being an artist. Uh, you know, what's the artist's perspective on Roe v. Wade? <laughs> the, the issue is, you know, there are certain laws that are more legitimate than others even from an anarchist perspective. I'd rather people, the government, be spending money on food stamps than on droning kids overseas. This is not, you know, particularly controversial perspective. So, you know, Roe v. Wade, when you have something that's um, created by judicial fiat, uh, that's not done through the legislative process that really creates even much less of an air of legitimacy and that causes social uh, consequences. So uh, I, I think this, you know, Ruth Bader Ginsburg, you know, very famously had issues with how it was adjudicated. Uh, I think, you know, having the concept of rights just being read into the Constitution is also a slippery slope to saying healthcare is a right, right? Yeah. If you're going to say one, you read in the penumbra, you can say whatever you want because rights were redefined by, you know, FDR, who apparently loved his mother. And that's another problem with him. Do you do you think that do you think that the average person uh, on the left even cares about the Constitution and, or do they know it and they're just playing this card or have as as progressive left gotten so good that nobody really even understands rights and the Constitution anymore? Well, I, I mean, I'll, I'll push back a little bit in the sense that if you had a Democratic supermajority uh, in Congress and they passed the constitutional amendment uh, solidifying Roe v. Wade, would you then say, well, it's the Constitution, just shrug your shoulders? No, I would. No, I would say the federal government um, doesn't really have a place to do that. However, if it's legislated, it might pass the Supreme Court and I would work for it to be, um, uh, you know, overturned. No, not, but I'm saying not it's, for the not through the courts, but through the people. Right. But if it's a constitutional amendment, if you're a big fan of the Constitution, oh, which I'm not, then are you just going to shrug your shoulders and be like, well, it's the Constitution now? No, I would work against it. But a constitutional amendment is the way to make this legal. It wouldn't make but, it a right. It would make it. Uh, something that the government is now saying this is constitutional. But right, but I, if 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 I'm pro life and they did that, I wouldn't regard that as legitimate at all. Like I don't care. No, if, I would regard it as legitimate as prohibition was, and you work to overturn it. Well, I'm glad you agree that there are principles that are higher than the Constitution, and that sometimes the Constitution gets it wrong. Yeah. Of course. Well, yeah. yeah of course. Okay, we're on the same page. Yeah, that's why that's why we have the amendment system and that's why, you know, that's why we have repealed uh prohibition. And that the only reason why that was cuz people are like, I, man, I got to get drunk. From time to time, I've got to have a drink. Um and so we repealed that. It was, you know, unconstitutional. You can't do that. But is well, no, can, we repealed it because it led to enormous violence, uh, and especially violence against you know government agents and, and uh, individual citizens. That was the big issue there. It wasn't that people just really needed to get drunk because no, plenty of people were getting drunk. No, as an alcoholic, let me tell you something. <laughs> you got to drink, especially at this time in our history. You got to have alcohol. I, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not arguing with that. I'm just saying that the historically, what was one of the big factors for, and remember that senator, I think it was Burton Wheeler, famously said it'll be fast to be repealed and a hummingbird yeah. can fly to Mars with the Washington Monument attached to its tail. One of the big issues was, and this happened with the drug war as right. well, uh, enormous increase of violence, which had not had been largely unprecedented in like the 1910s. Oh, yeah. I mean, that, that's, you know, that's where the Chicago gangs and everything right. else made all of their money. You're, you're absolutely right on that. 
So let me ask you this, um, this bill that Chuck Schumer is introducing in the Senate next week, um, where he has now taken out things like uh, binary people and trans men, uh, you know, others that can have babies. Uh, he's taken all that language out. He says, you know, small changes, small changes just to make it more uniting. Do you think it has a right uh, has a uh, a real chance of passing in the Senate and the House? Are they going to pass that? And should they? Uh, it's all going to come down to I don't know about should, because this is clearly election year electioneering. I think you and I both agree that they did not see this coming at all. Uh, so now they're really scrambling. Uh, I think a lot of people who thought that Biden was under, you know, the thumb of the hard left, this kind of identity politics people are seeing very quickly that when the panic button gets hit, they pivot toward the more center. I'm not going to say center, but more center than they have been previously. Uh, I think Manchin's going to be a problem here. But on the other hand, you have Collins, Romney and Murkowski on the Republican side to make up for it. So it's going to be something to look at. But I think the Democrats are going into November in a really bad position because what's the track record inflation we got the highway bill and then you have row overturned how are you going to sell this to your constituency and this is going to be very discouraging to a lot of people on the left i think they're betting on that it's going to make the uh, constituency mad and they'll they'll stand up and push back I think more, from my understanding, more pro-life people are single-issue voters than pro-choice people. And a, a very simple way of knowing this is that pro-life men are more concerned about abortion than pro-choice men are concerned about that issue, if that's your one issue. Do you think that they've so overplayed their hands with birthing people, etc., that the, because they do exist, the moderate Democrats who are just voters, not in the party, just voters will say, I don't really trust you guys on abortion either. No, because if you read outlets like, you know, the New York Times or CNN or Washington Post or many people get their news on the left, they pretend that that's not happening, right? They pretend that uh, critical race theory uh, isn't practiced in elementary school. So they don't refer to things like that because they know it's going to alienate those uh, suburban moms, which are so essential to uh, as swing voters for both the Democrats and Republicans. So, and so this you is think something suburban that, moms are dumb enough to believe that after no, all this? They're, they're going to be oblivious to it because the outlets that they read, things like the Post, mm. the Times, or CNN, pretends this, that they're not doing this. Mm. Biggest takeaway from the uh, of the week, Michael, and then uh, we gotta we gotta cut you loose. Uh, that there are going to be massive things coming that no one saw happening, and it's going to go. Uh, I, I'm hoping that they start striking down gun laws uh, and and building on two A. That's the next thing that might happen. Wow, that would right? pop the heads. That That's less radical than this. Yeah, oh yeah, but, it would. It is, and there is a very important gun ruling coming. Yeah. This summer. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Thank you so much, Michael. I appreciate it. Have a great happy weekend. Mother's Day. Yeah. Happy Mother's <laughs> Day to you, you mother. Uh, thank you. Thank you. All right. Speaking of Mother's Day, Woodrow Wilson. Uh, I think Woodrow Wilson would have loved Jerry right. Cell. He was very wrinkly and uh, very pale, and his skin did not look healthy at all. So if you. That happens when you're evil. Yeah. 
<laughs> well, it's the fires of hell constantly running so close to his skin. It right. dries it out. Dries it out. Makes yeah. it very leathery. It really leathery. Yeah. <laughs> Genucel has their uh, big Mother's Day sale going on right now. It's a great gift. The best in skincare. Genucel's immediate effects for results in as little as 12 hours is absolutely free with your order of Genucel's Ultra Retinol. Uh, and uh, they're, they're, it's an incredible new product that you can save up to 60% on all Genucel products across the website. Genucel promises that the, your mom or the woman you love will look 5, 10, even 15 years younger, and it's guaranteed or your money back. So make this Mother's Day one that she'll always remember with this one-of-a-kind gift of beauty. Right now, you can join GenuCell's best-in-class rewards program at checkout for an extra 10% off your order. Go to GenuCell.com slash Beck now for up to 60% off world-class skincare. GenuCell.com slash Beck. Now, every order is automatically upgraded to free two-day shipping with concierge white glove service for a limited time. Go to GenuCell.com slash Beck. GenuCell.com slash Beck. It's G-E-N-U-C-E-L.com slash Beck. Stay informed. Sign up for the free newsletter today at glennbeck.com. Hello, America. Welcome. We're glad you're here. Are you? <laughs> what does that mean? What is yellow America? Where did, what happened to the Radio Hall of Fame guy that used to oh, work I'm here? I'm already in. They can't revoke it. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's true. Yeah. You can't I've, get thrown out of the Radio Hall of Fame? No. I mean, unless, I've been, unless I'm betting on my own show to lose. Oh, really? Yeah. And, and I've been betting on the show to lose for many, <laughs> many years. You can do it, and that's why you're not in the Hall of Fame. That, well, that's that yeah. and several so, other reasons yeah. <laughs> as well. Do you think there's anything, Glenn, to the idea that... The leak indicates there has been some sort of weakening of these five justices. There's a there's a theory. The main theory I've been tossing out, and I I believe largely, is that someone on the left did this to pressure the justices to try to get a split, to try to sure. empower Roberts, to sure. make some sort of third way, mm -hmm. uh, to pull the someone from the five justices, Kavanaugh, or maybe yeah. any Comey Barrett, away from that Correct. majority. Um, that's the that's what I believe happened. But there's a, a competing theory that says there this was reality. There were five justices, um, and this was a first draft of this opinion from Samuel Alito, which was very strong. And in the interim, since February, there it's has been weaker. pushback. Mm -hmm. There has been it's become weaker. So mm -hmm. a conservative leaked this to say, "Hey, this is I, what you could have have had." And they're 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 softening on this. They need to be pressured to go back to the original. Okay, I I don't think so, but it could be. I and it's wrong either way. Wrong, wrong either way. Yeah, yeah I, but the I don't. Is wrong I don't way. think so, and here's why. Um, you know, Alito, Thomas, Barrett, uh, and I. I don't. I put Kavanaugh. I think in this category, they're not radicals. Okay, this mm -hmm. is you don't do that well i so, don't think that but you, they hire people i i mean they hire yeah. these people that think like that and certainly a supreme court clerk typically is an institutionalist correct but and uh, and kavanaugh uh, not kavanaugh um did you see uh, ted cruz what he he said he thought it was um someone Kagan. Sort of, 
Sotomayor, I thought he said. Oh, yeah, Sotomayor. Yeah, Yeah, he said he thought it was somebody um, on Sotomayor because they hire radicals. They're more radical thinkers, and this is something that a radical would do, not an institutionalist. And someone who would see Roe versus Wade as an institution, right? Like, so important to the fabric of our society. We've got to be able to kill those kids that, you know, we got to protect that. And remember, too, when you're thinking about who could leak this, Obviously, there's some people around, I don't know, somebody running the copy machine or whatever. But, I mean, when you talk about fundamentally who's there, you've only got four clerks for each each Supreme Court justice and five for Roberts. So, you know, there's not a lot of people. You know, no, I think under they, 50 no, I think they, people. I think they already internally have a pretty good idea. I think, too, you can tell by the way every left-wing politician is talking about this leak that it came from the left. They're all praising it. They're yeah. all fine yeah. with it. And every Republican's mad. Yeah. I think they already know. Yeah, this is the Glenn Beck Program.